and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming alive from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how this whole thing works. It feels so good. When you make it, your Instagram story, you tweet it. People don't really tweet stuff like they used to. Tweet it. Instagram story. Listen, if you want to take... Uh, uh, you know, some go to the the videos. We're on YouTube. Look at now. It sounds like I'm begging. We're on YouTube. Come on, we got video content. Go on the YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash Jared Free. Let people know about this great show. I love that you guys listen. It is such a pleasure. The emails are fantastic. I love some of these emails. If you want advice, lifestyle, relationship, we do it all. This is the Dear Abby. I, I guess I'm using another. I shouldn't say Dear Abby. I guess it's a similar thing that we've been doing. You know. This podcast has been around for like a decade. So we have experience in the life advice, anything you got an issue with. And really, my guests and I, we don't know anything. I don't even know why you email. But really what it is about getting to people who have no bias. This is the, the people go, why do people come to you? I say, because you're going to get myself, my guests, who, first of all, we don't hear your problem and go, what? That's the worst. You tell someone your issue, you see the judgment right away. No, 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 we don't give a fuck about you. We don't know you. And then also to receive advice and perspective from people that don't know you, you don't, we don't have a prior, you know, we don't, we didn't know you in college. You know, when I go to my parents, I'm like, hey, this happened. Then they go, well, when you were five, you used to leave the shoes out in the laundry room. So you're lazy. You know, we don't have that with you. We, we're coming in fresh face to your world, so to speak. So keep sending it in. Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Very excited. We have a new guest here. Hit that you know bell shelby new guests to the j train universe hilarious comic uh matt goldich thank you for coming on thanks for having me man i'm just excited to have somewhere to be something to do right you know? you're on strike <laughs> i'm on strike yeah you're a writer yeah. you've written for late night seth myers for years yeah it's a little bit of a less of a transition because for the last three plus years we've still been working from home ever since covid so, we, so there's so, no no writer's room no so, office well, I, it, it, you know i would go in sometimes as needed if i was mm. if i had something a reason to be in the office but i was i was saying it would have been much weirder if i had gone cold from being in my office every day to then being outside my office holding a sign but the fact right. that i'm now gone from being in my office to being at home working to now being at home not working is like a little bit of more of a uh, so gradual. It's interesting because you you know I I the writer strike I get asked about it because I'm in comedy but right. it's not really a part of my life. I was never in a writer's room and never yeah. part of the you know the the the, the union yeah. so to speak. But you've been part of the union yes. you know for years and years now. Do you feel? I would understand that because from my outsider's point yeah. of view, you go. Well, there's got to be some people that are like, it's not that we're not really fighting for our fight because exactly. you're on a nightly no, network TV I, show. So I, this isn't really your fight, but it is. I, I guess that even tells you there's a fight to be. It's I, so difficult because there is a fight to be had because yeah. there's two different worlds. There's this digital world versus the network world. Right. You could explain that. I can't I can't speak for anybody like, you know, globally on the union, I can speak for myself, which is like, yes, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like for the last nine years, I've had a steady paycheck, 52 weeks a year. I've had, you know, a steady job, whereas like a lot of people, writers, 
who work on scripted shows, you know, they're bouncing from show to show. They're trying to cobble together eight weeks, 10 weeks, you know. Like a show like uh, Succession. Yeah. That is however many weeks Succession sure. was. Yeah. And then those people go, okay, you're done now. Yeah. And that doesn't last you the and year. And by the you way, go- that's one of the shows that people actually watch. You know, right. I mean, imagine if you work your whole year is trying to show, you know, a show that, you know, just falls, you know, with a thud like on Netflix or whatever. But so, I mean, at least you're excited. You can say, I work on Succession. It's prestigious, whatever. It's easy to maybe to get right. another gig. But yeah, I mean, for sure, the people who work on scripted shows are having a hard time making a career out of it. But it should show you the reason for this strike is you're yeah. literally saying, right. I'm the lucky one for having a yeah. job at a show that is on nightly. Yeah. Those shows are going away. Yeah, The idea sure. of like, you know, you know, you. how old are you? I'm 43. 43, I'm 38. We're right yeah. in the same, yeah. you know, generation. You know, we had must-see TV Thursday. Yeah. We had NBC Thursday night, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. There were four sitcoms with four different writing rooms that were 26 weeks. Yeah. And now those shows are based, there's like maybe five of those. There's more people working. There's more shows and there's more okay. people working, but it's harder to, to get a career within that. So, I mean, I'm definitely fighting for other people out there, but also for future me the future you know you. but yeah. future me like when this show you know when you know in some indeterminate point in the future i'll need another job and it'll be i want to find one that's more steady and you know right hard, you know but uh more protected but that so. but that should show again because there's some people out there that go well, what are they you know, what are they complaining about well they also and you go well, yeah well you you're watching an industry change before right. your eyes you right? know i mean the you know when you look at like the individual paycheck like of like what one writer gets paid for like one episode or one week like it's very high but it's like if you turn it into a gig then you know well, where just it's the not idea of calling yeah. it a gig yeah exactly yeah <laughs> versus a career like yeah. I, you know yes at 23 you get a job being a junior writer or whatever the fuck that is i don't even know yeah like, i mean not and and probably not at 23 i mean unless you're you know a wonderkin but i mean whatever uh, yeah, it is yeah, i'm yeah. saying like if you get in the writing world you go right. I'm in the world. Who gives a shit? But then you get yeah. to like 30 and you go, yeah. well, how am I going to like have a family, get right. started, you know, get a house, you know, live life, move yeah. on. Well, you also know how it is with stand up where it's like when you're in your 20s or whatever and you're starting out, someone offers you something that sounds really cool and mm. they're like, it doesn't really pay. And you're like, I'll do it. Like, I'm right. excited to like get this like opportunity. And then but then you can't make a career out of that. Right. Out of the, that There's thing. a you point to... where the opportunities <laughs> have to translate yeah. into actual feeling yeah. like you're producing. And yeah. Well, it, it's an interesting thing because, OK, so we're here during the strike. We're lucky enough to have you. You have a you're doing a, a one man show. Th- yeah, this was this was planned before I uh, even went on strike. But because we always have August off. So I was, I've always wanted to go to uh, to uh, Edinburgh and do the Fringe Festival. So which you Edinburgh yeah. Fringe Festival, for those who don't know, this is a festival of like a lot of shows. Yeah, it's like hundreds, thousands of like everything, comedy, theater. I mean, there's like stuff for kids I don't, I don't even know half of what's out there but a lot of comics we know have like done stuff out there and so i've always wanted to be like oh i'm gonna have something to aim for something to you, you know I've, and i've never really done i've recorded an album but i've never done the full like another full hour uh since then and i've never really had like a full hour show that i worked on that had more of like a theme 
And that's what through. these shows so, have. It's yeah. like a storytelling element of a beginning, middle, and yeah, end. And I mean, it's got I'm, an arc, uh, and everyone's crying at the end. You know, then <laughs> I, I, I said I'm not going to do like one of these, like you know, pour your guts out on stage. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to do stand up, but uh-huh. it's going to have like hopefully a through line running through it. What's I the through like, line that you got? So going? the idea is basically, you know, my whole life I thought I was like, oh, when I get really good at stand up, I'll do X, Y, and Z. I'll do my one hour show, my spe- and then realizing like, okay, like I'm in my 40s. Nobody's asking me to do these things. I'm probably never going to be amazing at stand-up. I should just go for it. And so the idea is, it's called What If This Is The Best I Can Do? And it's sort of about all the different ways. You know, I mean, I have a writing job. I uh, do stand-up. I have a family and kids, and I feel like I'm failing at all of them. And I think a lot of people probably feel the same way, where you're like, oh, I'm never, I'm not really at the top of any of these, including parenting. I'm Mm. not really the best at any of these, but it's just sort of all the different ways in which I'm failing. It's a very much a relatable uh, thing to a generation, I'm sure. I'm sure people of a certain age, you know, you're the first generation that's going to do financially worse than your parents in America. That That is something that has been said a number of times you grow up in an economic boon yes of the you know late 90s ish you know that's a time where you can do anything you can be president they're on mtv saying you could be you we're all special snowflakes and then you get to the reality yeah. and you go is this it yeah and you still have to hear about everyone oh, else well, of so- doing what they're doing because of social media and social media and it's impossible i mean i've been making a joke i'll say about you know Twitter, Twitter is the one where you can kind of be negative. You, mm. you can kind of just be, be down on yourself and be right. like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking kill myself." And people are like, "Okay, great, you know, that's right. retweet." But like, but but uh, Instagram, especially, I mean, for both for comedy and for parenting, for sure. I mean, everybody, parenting and family stuff. You get a little bit of people shitting on themselves or mm. being negative or talking about how. How bad they are at that, it. Uh, I, I think the, the the parenting stuff. You get the I'm a. This is how the real moms yes, do it. Do but it's that. also yeah. even while they're saying this is how the real parents do it. Yeah. They are still full makeup, full. Yes. You know, it does feel like a, a, yeah. a produced version yes. of what the real parents exactly, do. Exactly. Exactly. Comedy and career stuff. I mean, have you ever seen a comedian post online? My career is not going well. well Have you ever seen someone say, <laughs> "Hey, you got to come out and see me do stand up because nobody's come." Like, I mean, it it because <coughs> then who would want to go to that show? Come, so it's kind of an interesting quandary where you can't really get up and talk. You can't really talk publicly about like, oh, my stand-up career is like not that right. good. You I know? mean, it's I, tr- I try to be yeah. as honest as I can, but you do yeah. want to say like, this is a good show. Yeah. You know, like I went to Europe. I went to Europe and like I went to Dublin. Great room. You know, but I'm still trying to sell the last few tickets. Of yeah. Then I went to Belfast and it was lightly attended. Yeah. You know, and you go, I still, you got to go out. And what people take away from that, you want to control the messaging because you yeah. go, I don't want people thinking I just like gave up on this show. Like I yeah. went on and did an hour 20, yeah. you know, and like uh, danced around and, and made sure whoever was there of yeah. the seven people, not seven, yeah. but like <laughs> of the 45 people in a room that fits 200 yeah we're happy and i did my job i think they walked away having a great time but at the same time hi and you go you want to say i went to belfast but a little bit of it is you go yeah how am i saying uh, how do i be as honest about this without lying no you know, that- Pe- yeah people i mean that's how you sell tickets is to talk up how great things are going but nobody <laughs> ever really i mean the thing the joke i've made is like you know 
all these edgy topics that comics get up and talk about. Nobody ever has the guts to get up and say, oh, I'm doing bad at comedy. You right. know, I mean, that's the edgiest <laughs> thing you could possibly say. So, I mean, that's sort of where that's sort of the area where I'm going through. And then the other part of it is, you know, I may completely fail in writing the show or making the theme work. So if I do, that fits in even more to right. the topic of the failure. Ending. Yeah. So there you know, yeah. Look at this. You guys wasted your time with this <laughs> mediocre show. No, but it's going to be a great show. I want everyone, if you're in Edinburgh, if you're at the festival, go. Yeah, a lot this of people is, go, apparently. Yeah. I've never been. I'm kind of excited. You know. I, the one thing you hear back as a comic, and you've probably heard this, is it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yes. I've yes. heard that it's a month-long show every night, and you know you have sometimes you get 10 people, sometimes you have a bigger night, but it's yeah. every night. But I'm also going to be without my kids for two and a half weeks, so I was saying it, it, you know, it might be less exhausting than actually being at home with How my How old are your kids? My kids are eight and three. Eight and yeah. three. Too far apart. Too far apart. Too far. Yeah. I'm four years from my brother. Is that the... They just have no common interests. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, you they're can't just, bring them both to yeah, the baseball games. One likes I mean, baseball, one likes we, you you know, have Barney. The, again, like failure, you have these like visions of like, oh, we're going to do all these things as a family. Right. Like we're going to just do all these like family events on the... on the. Uh, we're going to go on a family hike. We're going to do family, family... Family hike? Yeah, or like a family this on that the weekend. That was never... My family, no, my family like, oh, never, no, but no we, way. Have, yeah. we have these. But then like you realize like everyone's just so much calm if you just split them up you know and so you you like you're just know. like i'm gonna Put take them in the, different rooms. i'm gonna take this one you take this one for the day like let's go do our own thing and then everyone has a great time because you get the kid gets the one-on-one -on -one attention mm -hmm. they get to do whatever they want the only one that it's it sucks for me and my wife we're like hey i haven't seen you all day like what right you know? and how long have you guys been married uh 13 years 13 yeah. years i and the kid dynamic did it change things is it you know will you bring in two kids it was great and then the where I mean I think we love parenting. It just went from I, something happened when we had the second one, and again both kids individually amazing, lovely. <laughs> where but like for some reason the second one was like crazier than the first one, and then it made the first one crazy. So we went from having zero like problem kids to two, two just but they're animals. both great. But they're but yeah, but just like at each other's you know they fight yeah well a three-year-old and an eight-year-old she's up in his business and up in his you know he was the center of our, our right. world and then she's up in his toys messing with his shit and just like you know bothering him and and he's just like you know and then also on top of that like you know he never when he was three he never like watched cartoons or heard anybody say anything like mean or rude right. you know he was just like and now he's like has all these like influences where he's turning into like, and then she sees him and then copies off him. Oh my God. Like, it's... like she'll like when he was three, he never would be like, no, I don't want to do that. But then he'll say it now. And so now she'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. She so sees it like, works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How, his... how do you tell your kids you're on strike? My son l understands everything about the strike, except that I'm not getting paid. <laughs> he, like, he, he, he things have to change. Yeah, no, he, I, he, I scream. He loves that I'm on strike. He, he loves lo it. He, he hates the man. He, he likes this. He likes the idea of chanting and holding up signs and picketing. He he understands that I'm not working, that the show is not happening. I don't think he fully understands that like the paychecks are not coming in right. like they used to. And he's he's going to come with me on Thursday. They're going to have a bring your kid to the picket. I'm going to bring him with. Bring me. your so, kid to the picket. Yes. So this is like uh, uh, it's a little brainwashy, don't you think? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, better to be better for him than to be on the you know corporate side. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I'd rather you know. But it's like uh, when little kids are like, I love this president and yes. you're like 
How did that? You're obviously picking this up from home. Right. Well, if it's, as long as it's the right president, then <laughs> right. that's fine. The one I like. No, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, no, it's, I, I think he'll like it. I think he loves screaming. He likes He likes just the yelling at people. So I Bring think it. Will there be toys? Will there be an ice cream truck? I don't Is know there, what the thing, I don't, I don't exactly Seth Meyers know. send out like a, a taco uh, stand I, for the kids? What is he? I've seen a lot of people. Okay, so in New York, I've seen a lot of people with like babies strapped to them picketing, obviously. Right. And then in LA, there's been more, I've seen like, more older kids at the picket on social media, but I haven't seen it here. There happens to be schools are closed on Thursday, so um, what holiday? What's, it's it's one of those like weird like teacher enrichment day, blah blah yeah. blah. I don't know, but yeah. Are you are you in the city or the, we're in the city? Yeah. So city kids. Do yeah. You, were you a suburb kid? I was a suburb kid. Do you see a difference in your kids as a city kid? Yeah, they're much more worldly. They understand what's going on. They drink they, like a, a, a yeah. matcha latte. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My, oh, my God. My son is... Uh, I'll tell you a story about my son and uh, sushi. So my son loves sushi. Would eat sushi Love every sushi. Month. I didn't have sushi until I was probably 28. You and, know, or at least not the raw fish kind. Sushi you know what I mean? does feel yeah. like one of those like, oh, I've... Yeah. The kids have gotten too much. So I go, uh, so, all right, this is the involved story, but my my wife's, uh, during the pandemic, it was my wife's birthday, and we weren't going out to restaurants, and we ordered her uh, Nobu 57 delivery. Very fancy sushi I mean, restaurant. My son loved it. So when... See, I'd be yeah. worried that he loves it too much. He's like, we gotta exactly. get Nobu. So, so we took like, him... Let's get down, you when, know, to when the... he, he was like, I wanna go there for my birthday. So when everything opened back up like a year or so later, we finally took him to Nobu 57 for lunch. Of course, within for like... lunch? Yes, within... Well, thinking... Nobu be, lunch? Thinking this it'd be cheaper. Well, thinking it'd be cheaper. <laughs> okay. And then within like 30 seconds, he's like bored. He's like, I'm bored. I'm like, okay. Whatever. Bored? Yeah, so we feed him. <laughs> he likes the food. So then we go on... Like a few weeks later, I take him on this play date at this apartment. And... uh they were ordering lunch, and the parents go, uh, "Hey, uh, Graham, what do you uh, what do you want oh. for lunch?" And he goes, "Sushi." And they go, "Oh, that's great! Like we love sushi. We love to order sushi." And he goes, "What kind of sushi you like?" And my son goes, "Nobu Fifty Seven." Oh, no. And I go, "No, no, no! You have to explain." And then I have to go back and this whole whole story that I just told you. I had to tell them to explain. Like, no, it was a one time thing. I swear, we're not taking Nobu Seven. Right? You get embarrassed. No, no, no. You're like, so, oh, we're the Nobu that's, parents. That's a full like on city kid thing where it's like, you know, I mean, oh, when my I, was, God. When I, I hope thought, they drive by the picket line and they look out the window, they see your kid. They're like, look what happens. Yes. This is why we don't That's eat why. Nobu 57. Yeah, 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 because we can't, we can't have we're an hour out of kids work. out in the streets now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was a kid, when I was in high school, when the Outback Steakhouse opened in my town, that was the most exciting. We thought that was the fanciest thing ever. Big deal. Also, that, you know, that also is a sign of, of certain times. Again, yes. going back to, like, we want to go to the place that we see on TV. Sure. I want to have the awesome blossom. Yeah, yeah. You know, now we're, you know, the, our generation is more, I want to go to the mom and pop place, the yeah. place I heard about on TikTok that it, yeah. has been there a hundred years. And yeah. Now, or or uh, the Olive Garden, like ironically right. or something. <laughs> yeah. like, Look at me. Yeah. I'm having all you can eat bread, breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. So listen, we want everyone to go see Matt's show at Matt Goldich on Instagram. What's the show called? It's called What If This Is The Best I Can Do. What If This Is The Best I Can Do. Yeah. Um, it's in Edinburgh all the month of August. So if you're out there traveling to Fringe Fest, if you're not and you are New York local, this is coming out on Monday, uh, the 12th i think shelby right monday the 12th um on the 13th matt is going to be doing the show yeah at stand up new york so you can go 
what a fun thing behind the scenes. You can see the tinkering going yeah. on and the. You I'll, know, be, I'll be like that. I'll have pages in front of me. Pages yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is so what it's all go. about. Yeah. A real life working guy, you know, comic. This is like what exactly. you live in New York yeah, for. Yeah, 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 see know. something cool like that. Yeah. So tomorrow night at Stand Up New York, Tuesday, June 13th, at Matt Goldich on Instagram. It's going to be all over my social media. Go follow, go get involved. Matt's hilarious. The late night of Seth will be back and we'll be kicking at some Someday, point. Hopefully, yeah, right. we'll see. Yeah. Right. We can't even be too sure. We can't be too sure. Seth Meyers, good guy. Oh my God, the best. The I best. wish I had dirt. I wish I had something bad to right. say. I don't nobody have anything. has it. I wish I had I will say nobody has a bad thing to say about him. Yeah. They yeah. all love him across the board. Great place to work, great room, nice people. And uh, yeah. Right. But that, so. people like to hear this. I, I'm sure this is, I'm not the first person to ever be like, what's he like? You know, like I'm people, you know, you want to know, uh, am I getting the real taste? Of, I've heard him on podcasts. The, I think it's disappointing to hear that there's no dirt. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you, if you, <laughs> well, you want to hear negativity, you want to hear, well, when the you know, Ellen what, thing what is the ar- real, what's the real thing? Right. Yeah. When the Ellen thing went around. You know, yeah. where people are like, yeah, Ellen, like, it's tough to work for her. She's like yeah. a little bit of a tyrant. You yeah. go, oh. I uh, worked there, too. You worked at Ellen? Yeah. What was it like? Do you have any sto- stories? It was... it Was uh, it as it, bad as people... Has it... Has, is the... Is the the, the the lore worse than the actuality? That, uh, here's what I'll say. That show was, I think, more of the norm. I think that show was... was that's, you know, it was there. Sure, whatever. There were problems, but it was like I don't think that's unusual. I think where I work now, where it's great, is unusual. So you know? you're, I guess, in in that's a fair thing because yeah. you're just saying this is a workplace. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, she's the boss. Yeah. She's and got I, stresses. And by the way, I was also I have to like take my uh, uh, role in it, which is like it was 13 years ago. I was whatever, like just starting out in the business, and I was probably terrible at the job. You right. know, like I, where I was like. <laughs> They have a you know, way they want it done. They, yeah, they treated me bad. They didn't treat me great, but I was like, I probably didn't deserve to be treated great. What's I don't an know. example of not getting treated great? Like, you I know, don't I even got know. fired. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but well, I mean, yeah, anyone yeah. fired doesn't look back and go. No, yeah, it'd be weird if I was like, oh, yeah, those people who fired me. The best. I love that place. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, would you write that. things and just like. I think I didn't go into it. You know what's funny is I remember I didn't really watch the show when I got hired there. And then. Like and it was not, a talk I, show. Yeah, it was a daytime talk show. We yeah. don't why. I got an opportunity to like, uh, like uh, send an application, and so I go, "Oh, let me watch the show today." And I, this is I'm going to date myself, but you'll remember this. There was a the day I watched the show because I had to write an application. There was a uh, sketch they did about the Chilean miners, right? Right. And I had worked on like topical things before, and I was like, "Oh, it's like one of those." And then. When I got there, I realized, like, oh, that was, like, a real weird day where, like, they never did topical humor on that show. And so, like, in my head, I was like, oh, this is a topical show. And I need to keep pitching, like, stuff that's about the news. And then after months, I was like, oh, no, it's just, like, cat videos and, like, you know, whatever, (laughs) like, you know, uh, real, like, you know, her monologues were more, like, observational things. Like, they were more, like, stand-up bits, you know. And And I just just never, I never figured that out i never sort of right, i never thought of and, I, and by the way i'm not really as in, i'm much more interested in topical in the news and so that's right. why it's been a great fit for me well so. that's the thing you never ellen if you go look at her history it was observational yes it wasn't she was never doing let me tell you i think like her sexuality became a big part because of yep. the timing and the show that she was on but it was yeah. never like what she did no yeah she was more of an option. I mean, she's a great comic. I mean, her stand-up, Hilarious. if you go back and look, it's amazing. But, well, let's uh, get to the show. You ready? Let's do it, Let's yeah. answer some emails. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com, at Matt Goldich, uh, Edinburgh, all of August. Go to Matt Goldich. Your website? 
uh, we'll have an yeah, Instagram. Well, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, okay. Linktree, sure. Okay, we're trying. <laughs> we're, we're starting to see the reasons yeah. for the topic <laughs> of the show. There you yeah, go. No yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> oh, it's down right now, but, uh, yeah. but no, I'm going to own it. I got to own it. Uh, let's do it. No plus one. Hi, Jared. Sending all the feathers. Especially love you and Kay on the Bachelor podcast. Well, thank you. My cousin is having a wedding. I received the invitation, and to my surprise, there was no plus one. Even though my boyfriend and I will be celebrating five years mm. together this year. Yeah. I was surprised, a little bit offended. I wasn't giving the plus one. Granted, my boyfriend hasn't met this side of the family due to COVID. Okay. Okay. Should I ask the plus one or leave it? Uh, I'm not concerned about going solo at this is my as this is my family, so I know. Let me re- re- Should I ask for the plus one or leave it be? I'm not concerned about going solo as this is my family, so I will know plenty of people. I found it very odd to not receive a plus one note. The family is very well off. This is going to be a three day wedding event. In no way is this a small wedding. The dress code is black tie to paint the picture. Love here to hear your take on this. I love this email. I love that they told us the kind of the size of the wedding. Yeah. Black tie. Yep. Well off family. You know, the the plus one shouldn't be in it. Boyfriend, five years. Yeah. You're married. How did you handle plus ones? What was your policy? Did you have a policy? We invited uh pretty much everyone, I think, got a plus one for sure. Um mm. there was it was uh everyone. Yeah, as far I think so. Yeah, in fact, there was definitely one person where, you know, this was now thirteen, fourteen years ago. Where I remember we invited somebody with a plus one, and my uh, they responded with the plus one, and my wife said, uh, "Oh, how long have you guys been together?" And she's like, "Oh no, it's just my friend." And we were like, <laughs> "Okay, like that's fine, you know, whatever." Really? Yeah, so you guys are loose. We were pretty loose about it. Did my, you have a big wedding? Uh, you know, it was like, I'll, I'll, I think the other reason was we maybe had some extra room, like where people said no, and so we were like able to be like liberal with the plus one. I got you. Because, yeah. I mean, to me, that's a, you know, when it comes to plus one, I do think there's a respect factor. Yeah. I'm bringing my friend, that's a lack of respect, in I, my opinion. I think, yes. It, it's dicey. It's dicey. Who yeah. do you think you are? Yeah. You can't just... You, uh, it was a gay uh, male friend. It was a gay... It was a... Ah, uh, so, that's so, dicey so, too. So you can... So you can... Uh, you, you can pass them off as your date. But they, they didn't make an attempt in their in this person's defense. They, right. You know. I guess... It, that, yeah. that would be hard for my feet. No, no, who's this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come out to <laughs> yeah. us right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, that gay, <laughs> get that gay friend out of our wedding. <laughs> right. get, yeah. It's like, what are you going to yeah. do? No. Uh, yeah. It's Pride Month. Yeah. How could you? Yeah. My my uh, initial. Well, there were two things I had, which is one: is it some sort of honest mistake where they literally don't know that this person's dating somebody? Fair. Or was it a first cousin, a second cousin? They didn't say. See, the way I read this email, and it's no plus one, even though my boyfriend and I will be celebrating five years together this year. Yeah. I was surprised, and then it's granted my boyfriend hasn't met this side. Yeah. Due to COVID, yeah. this side of the family due to COVID. So I'm not sure if she's introduced. Has the boyfriend met the family at all? Yeah. Is, is, is a start where I start. Yeah. This isn't about plus one. I understand why she's offended. You're not really taking me seriously as an adult. Yeah. You're not taking me seriously as someone who has a serious life that they're trying to grow with this boyfriend of five years. But I would also, from their end, they'll go, if she, if she won't bring this guy around us, like have, and this is my, my ask of her. Yeah. Is to take a look in the mirror. Have you avoided bringing 
this boyfriend to this side of the family. And if you honestly have, they have felt that. Yeah. Right? No, I think you might be right. And also, how long can you use due to COVID as an excuse? It's wild. The fact that due to COVID was brought up for not introducing five years. At this point, I couldn't believe five years. Even if you want to be liberal with how long was things shut down for COVID and say two years, that still leaves three non-COVID years. And also, like, you know, they could hop on a Zoom with your your boyfriend, right? Right. It it, it (laughs) makes no sense due to COVID at this point that you haven't met this serious boyfriend. There was two years before before COVID even, out of the five. Right. It just doesn't... Something isn't right here. And listen, it could be a disagreement of the seriousness with which COVID was taken. Yeah. If you're still masked up at this point, I'm looking at my clock, yeah. June 5th, 2023, you are going to have a difference of opinion with yeah. people you're very close with. I'm not yeah. saying whether you're wrong or right. Yeah. I would differ and I would have a difference of opinion than you. Yeah. But if you're sitting here going five years since, I don't know. I, maybe that's just something we're glomming on to. Maybe. Yeah. But you you know what I, I'm talking about. Like when I sure. see someone like masked up these yeah. days, I go, something has happened. Yeah. I, 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 immuno, I hope they're okay. Yeah, immunocompromised maybe. Right. But uh, yeah, I like that you went to the spot of like, uh, maybe you need to investigate whether this relationship is really working out of like, well, you've been together Whoa. five years. Why hasn't he met this side Why, of the family? If I, well, but that's what yeah. they're thinking. If I'm yeah. that, if, if there's a... Or you go, they go, we don't want... Like there's, there, there's two yeah. sides. There's... Why have we? You didn't yeah. want to bring them around us, so obviously this isn't that important to you that we haven't got. That's familial stuff. Yeah, that's a little bit. You know, that's more. There's also kind of you brought it up. Uh, the we were talking about what's the policy, right? What's the plus one policy? I if think, you walk in, they go, we don't want like because there's some brides that go, I don't want any randos and pictures. Yeah, I don't want to open up these picture books ten years from now and go, who is that? Yes. So that's a big do, policy for that's people. That's easy. Then you do one round of pictures with the boy with the with the plus ones and right. one round without. That's like, I would yeah. be so inferior if I was the boyfriend, yeah. I'd be like because I would be like, "Oh, I'm the reason they're taking this extra picture yeah. because they're not sure if I'm out there on you know, dating apps still." I think it's it if it's important to you, if if the if the people tend to get over these things more than they think they will and if they don't get over them, then maybe there's a, like a deeper reason for it. So I'm almost like, just ask if you can bring your boyfriend. I if, go, well, you got to go to the, here's what I would do. I agree. There's yeah. got to be a level of asking, but there's got to be an order to asking. I yeah. think what they need to do, um, they said it's their cousin. So right. that's a, you know, so that there's an aunt or uncle. I don't know. Yeah. You got to go through the bloodline. Right. So you go through the bloodline. So if it's your mom's sister, you go to your mom and you say, what was the policy on plus ones? Yeah. Not, where the fuck is my plus one? Right. You have to investigate, then yeah. make your statement. Yeah. You got to make sure you know the lay of the land you're walking into. Mm-hmm. Hey, mom, what was the deal with plus ones? I didn't get one. Yeah. Did they just do no plus ones or did they do me specifically? Yeah. That's what I would want answered. Right. And the mom, your mom or your dad or whoever it is should take your side over the cousins. Your mom is going to be less political than you. Yes. You need to be political because your mom is going to be an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, right. so yeah, you, yeah, have yeah. To, you have to rein in your mom before she even knows she's being reined yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it's not, yo, this is a situation where you go, uh, hey, all right, mom, just between you and me, what was the plus one policy? And then your mom comes back and says, I talked to them. It's right. all good. Totally. I didn't say to do that. <laughs> right. Well, but that, that's what you wanted <laughs> that anyway. That is kind of what you want. Because yeah. <laughs> listen, the mom might come back and go, you know, they're a little offended. Yeah. You never brought Brian to Passover. <laughs> Why didn't you bring him? Yeah. They're not really sure. Is this serious? Yeah. And then you go, I didn't bring him because I wasn't sure that there would be yeah. enough room at the Seder. And then they go, okay, yeah. water under the bridge. Now now we have a miscommunication cleaned up. Yeah, or it's the dad's side of the family, in which case, I don't know what. It's going to be know. tough. Yeah. Uh, the dad's side, the dad is going to go through the mom again. So yeah. you're going to go to the dad. The yeah. dad is going to go to your mom. Your mom is going to go to the mom of the other person. It's so a, now you're the, the it, game of telephone. It's a telephone grown. situation, right. yeah. But I do think you got to start with blood. You got to go through that. Yeah. That's your road. And you got to be questioning more than angered. Yeah. J Train. I, I think that's the move. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Matt Goldich at Matt Goldich on Instagram, on Twitter. Go follow, go follow the I'm show. I'm on TikTok now. I should You're say on that. TikTok. Yeah. See, that's how you know the strike happened. I have like 20. Day one, started six followers. Yeah. So get involved yeah, so at Matt Goldich on TikTok. Um, the show, it's going to be in Edinburgh, it's all over his page. Also, Stand Up New York, tomorrow night. Go check out a show. That's awesome. Salty Wedding Guest. Oh, it's all wedding themed. We got a lot of, it's it's okay. the season. It's the season. Yeah. I'm going to a wedding this weekend. I just came from a wedding last weekend. Yeah. I haven't gone to two weddings in one year in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, because of COVID. Because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> going to the wedding in a mask. I would just like to videotape myself in a mask at this wedding I'm going to this weekend. Yeah. Because it would be like, it would, what What are you doing? Yeah. It would be my my dad anger. There'd be such anger. Uh, <laughs> uh, salty wedding guest. Do guys not make... Oh, no, that was the sign off. I'm reading the wrong thing. Oh. That was... I, I fucked up. This one... This isn't an all wedding okay, episode. Okay, good, good. Because it was uh, it was highlighted that was the okay. Shelby Shelby okay. delete delete the last couple. No, of we we, yeah. we can keep <laughs> we are keep it rough, baby. All right. Do guys not make the first move anymore? Mm. J Train Shelby and wonderful guest, thank you for the many laughs and the bachelor live screams. They make my Monday nights more bearable. On to my question: I'm a 36 year old female recently out of an unexpected breakup a few months ago with my ex of two years. Since then, I've moved to a new city and started a new job. Honestly, living a much happier life than I had been. The sun has helped. I've finally gotten brave enough to download an app again, Tinder this time, because I met my ex on Bumble and honestly was just sick of having to be the first to start the convo that usually was ignored or went nowhere fast. But now I have now that but now but now that I have Tinder, I feel like the circumstances haven't changed. I've gotten a ton of matches, but not a single guy has initiated a conversation. I finally messaged one asking about uh, one of my picks, and he never responded. I finally messaged one guy asking about one of my picks. The guy was asking about one of her picks? No, she, she asked about one of her own picks. Okay. Like, what I, do you think of it? I, I guess. I get it's It's strange. Mm -hmm. Something is off. Okay. I finally messaged one guy asking about one of my picks. Yeah. And he never responded. Okay. I get, well, listen, he might have not responded because you're like, why would I, yeah. why are they asking about their own pictures? I mean, we both sat here going, what? Yeah. So, but also, it's one try. Yeah. You, you know, the you're, you're not acknowledging, a lot of this email doesn't acknowledge 
the numbers game that is these apps. Yeah. If you start making grand statements based off of one experience, you're going to get yourself bogged down into negativity. Yeah. yeah. But I'll move on. I get that most guys still see Tinder as the hookup app. Again, grand statements mm-hmm. based on what? No, yeah. you know, guys see every app as a hookup app. Sure, yeah. So you're sitting in, I get it. You're yeah. making excuses that don't exist. Right. For what? Yeah. And negativity. You're producing negativity with yeah. these grand statements. Even though my profile says I'm looking for a long-term relationship and I swipe left on guys' profiles that say they aren't interested in that. I don't want kids and I realize that's a bit unusual in the land of people being raised to get married and have kids and I have been asked more than once what's wrong with me for not wanting them. I do state that in my profile, so maybe it's a turnoff for guys. I know there's a dopamine rush just to get a match, but come on now. Why do I have to make the first move? Are guys just afraid of getting rejected and would rather hold the power? Are the roles now reversed? I've gone to plenty of bars in town and have met zero guys, so it's either the dating apps or the convent. That's funny. At least black is a slimming color. Please help me unravel this mystery. Sincerely, I'm too young to be a nun. What do you think, Matt Goldich? Do you find any truth in what has been said? Well, I would have to see her pictures. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, what happens on Tinder once you match with somebody? Then it's up to somebody to make the first move? To say something, So this is, these guys have seen her picture, Mm. and she's just sort of waiting for... uh, A talk. I mean, I would... Have you done the apps? No, I mean, I'm... Ever. I'm No, never. Pre, you know, I met my wife, you know, pre-apps. How'd, how'd you meet? I, she was in the audience of one of my stand-up shows, actually. Come on! Yeah, and I talked to her from the stage. Really? Then, what did you say to her on stage? Uh, it was... She actually said something very funny, which was I said... I was doing... I, I was about to do a joke, and it was sort of the setup to the joke, and I said, uh, you know how sometimes you uh, hook up with uh, a girl, and then... Or, or I said... Uh, Girls, you know how sometimes you hook up with a guy and then he doesn't call you afterwards? And I said, you know how that happened? And my wife was in the audience and said, that's never happened to me before. And Mm. I was like, oh, that's a good line. And then I talked to her after the show. I apologized to her for talking to her for the stage. And then I I said, uh, you know, you should come. Uh, I got her email address for my mailing list. Right. And then I said, why don't you come to another show sometime? I emailed her or maybe we could go out. And she wrote back, I'd love to come to another show sometime. And she did. She did come to another show. And And then I asked her out on the spot the second time. Did she come with friends? She came with friends both times, yes, yeah, and the friends were big. Support- the friend was a big supporter of mine, so that helped. Oh, really? Yes. They she were... was like, "You should do it." And then when my wife and I went out, and our first date was when she was like, "That I I had a job at the time," and she was like, "Oh, I thought you were just like a comedian in the back of bars." And then when she, when I met met her on the date, and she was, I was like, "No, I have a writing job." I you right, know, she I'm a real like, person. Yes, I'm an actual person. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not just um, hanging at bars and yeah. slinging jokes. But this then... was, but this was so long ago that like any app. Uh, experience I have. I'm just like, I mean, I've obviously like helped friends, like single friends, like swipe through or whatever, but in terms of the etiquette of it. Your story is actually important for this person to hear. Right. Because they're living in a world where match means we go on a date. Yeah. That's not how it works. Right. Just like your experience. You matched with your now wife. Yeah. Four times before you went on the first date. Right, yes. Right? You matched on stage with a nice little back and forth. You matched backstage when you did the email exchange. You matched again. A yes had to be made at every one of those steps. Hey, I'll come. I'll bring my friends to the next show. I don't want to go get a drink. I want to come to your show again. Yeah. Everyone is making sure 
the grounds in front of them are safe to walk on. Yes. And this person mm -hmm. is living in a world where they're making all these assumptions about people, men yeah. don't come up to me. No, everyone is making sure, and this is our generation too, yeah. We Google the restaurant before we go. Yeah. We make sure everything's comfy cozy before we get in that bed. Yeah. So I understand what they're saying. I'm getting matches. I'm sick of talking first. I don't want to be on Bumble because I met someone there and, and I'm sick of I think you have to understand this is a piece of the pie. Yeah. That grand statements are only going to get you into negativity. They're right. great for your blog. Yeah. They're great for a joke on no, stage. Yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, she had negativity about like maybe they're just looking for hookups, and then it was also maybe they're looking for kids. So it was like in both directions. She was sort <laughs> you're of totally like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I'm. What's wrong with me? I've had. Yeah. You're you're so concentrated on the negative that you have to kind of. And I know this is easier said than done. Listen, I'm yeah. with you, girl. I'm on the dating yeah. apps. I understand how this goes. Maybe it's a, a recognition that these apps aren't for me. They aren't good for my brain space. Yeah. But here's the thing. When I swipe on someone, swipe right, swipe left, whatever that app might be, yeah. when I get a match, that is not, I need to go on a date with them. Yeah. It starts at, okay, let me see what's next. Let me see how the conversation goes. Do we have a good back and forth over this thing? Is it a fun conversation? Sometimes you get in a conversation and it's just kind of dull. Where are you from? What do you do? How was your weekend? And then you go... Yeah. yeah, I don't want to go on a date with this person if we can't get past this. Yeah. And I think you have to get in the mode of not when will someone ask me. It's when will I have an interaction yeah. that I'm pumped about. I would try sending the, the once you match, try, you know, waiting a day and then sending the guy a message that says, uh, what is this, Bumble? I have to make the first move and right, then like, see yeah, how they react. Call it out. Yeah. And, and, and if they like I, it, then that's a good sign. Also, a, when you, know. you come in and go... Well, I noticed this thing about my own picture. Yeah. I'll say that, like, that's a small part of their email. But, like, I, you know, if you're going to message someone, they've put together their own profile. That's their own little little yeah. art project. Make it about their profile. Yeah. Hey, no, that's true. where do you go bowling? I yeah. see you're bowling. Hey, where do you, you wrote in your profile, you, yeah. you know, you like movies. What's the best movie you've seen so far? Those feel hokey and whatever, but at least let's get the ball rolling. Maybe they write back something fun and you are, you've started, you know, the conversation. I mean, the thing you hear, I mean, there's a thing you hear more about guys than girls is that they only want to talk about themselves and they don't right. ask questions about the other person. But right. I have found that like, you know, asking the other person, like, like, let's say, I mean, I, the, my closest experience is not dating, but in like meeting a like a work, like a comedian's spouse, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a work colleague spouse. Like if you ask them two questions about their own life, that's like probably more than any comedian has ever asked them before or any guy has ever asked <laughs> so them before. Weird. So you're, they're like, wow, he's really nice. You know, <laughs> right. You know, and I think, uh, you know, asking someone about themselves is, and act, you know, is a great, I mean, it's, and, and it's interesting. Right. Like, and know. it's interesting. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. If you're not interested, then you have to want it. Like, yeah. again, make it about you. Make it the controllables. Yeah. I had a interaction um, that it was like, and it, the more you assume, I mean, the old saying, you, when you assume yeah. you make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. When you assume uh, you don't want, you know, you don't talk first, so you, don't, you know, these guys want, only want to hook up. Like, yeah, they, I mean, if you go outside, you're going to hit nature. There might be rain. You might need an umbrella. So, yeah, these things can happen. You might meet someone on a dating app who's only there for hookups. But the minute you go into... The well, Tinder's the hookup spot. Yeah. Then what are you doing there if that's yeah. not what you want? First of all, second of all, I don't really That's every guy. Yeah. You know, I, I let's live in a world where every single person's going. Yeah, I would, but then maybe it's gonna be more. guys live in a world where it's 
I would, and maybe more. Yeah. It's very much that. And it's, yeah. and that's maybe sad to hear, but it's also can be empowering. Yeah. They match with you because they're attractive. They would. Yeah. If they, you're in a relationship with someone, you're going to be hooking up with them. Right. It is part of it. <laughs> it is part of it. I don't... I had a woman, we exchanged numbers, and then I get a... Um, and we exchanged numbers on the idea, like, we should do drinks yeah. sometime. And then they texted me. Hey, yeah. when are we, we got to do those drinks. I'm still up for those drinks. And I wrote... Yeah. I was... I was out late i was at a wedding so i wasn't yeah. i look at my phone a lot but yeah. at a wedding yeah sure phone goes away yeah got done with the wedding and i wrote back absolutely that was all i wrote yeah and it was at 1 30 in the morning yeah then they wrote back to me um at like 2 30 it was yeah. like hey you know um uh, you know maybe i'll be around tomorrow but whatever and also yeah i see that your text came to me at 1 30 if you're just looking for hookups yeah. That's not really what I'm looking for. I'm yeah. looking for something more. Okay. That's her right to write. Yeah. I'm not going to go on a first date when that's written before we've ever met. That person saved you uh, a lot of trouble. Right. I'd be like, they, they skipped. They were like, okay, this is not my well, be, uh, Because type. look at the position you've put me in. Yeah. The position you put me in. And again, it takes a lot of swiping right yeah. that aren't swipes yeah. to get to a first date. Hey, I would like a drink. Hey, our do, schedules do match up. Hey, our texts are fun. We should. I'm excited to go. Now you've gone to, if you want hookups, that ain't the place for me. Well, where is my decision yeah. in this? Where do I get to go, hey, you know, let me see what this is like. Maybe, what would happen? Let's say we got three dates in after this text. Hey, if you're looking for hookups, I'm looking for something serious. Let's say we got three dates in. We sleep together. Yeah. And then I go, four dates in, I go, you know what? This isn't the match for me. I'm happy with the time we have. Now it's, I just went. Yeah. With her warning. Yeah. And it's, again, you can say that's what you're looking for. But if you don't let the person go on the date and you make these assumptions prior to the date. Yeah. You go, uh, you've boxed yourself off. So I can understand this person saying, all these guys are here for this. All the, the, you know, yeah. you've done a lot of that. Yeah. Train you gotta podcast be to at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Matt Goldich at Matt Goldich on TikTok. He's there. Twitter. Be Instagram, my 27th follower. TikTok. Be the number 27. Yeah. Stand up New York tomorrow night. Edinburgh. Help. Can we evict a roommate? Mm. J Train. Huge fan of all your pods. Have seen several of your stand up shows. I'm excited to see your live You Up show in June. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I got You Up Lives. If you're listening right now, um, I'm going to be doing You Up Live Philly. Um, oh, this comes out the 12th. Long Beach tomorrow night. If you're in Long Beach, New York, then I'm going to be in Philly, Boston, New York, D.C. for You Up Live. Great show, fun show. And then I'm coming to do stand-up Kansas City, Nashville, Stamford, Raleigh, Lexington, Charlotte. And we're sponsored. We didn't even get to the sponsor. I've been so, we've been having such great emails and conversation. J-Train podcast. Here's some breaking news. The government uses your electronic devices to track your location, movements, and in many countries, your internet activity. Ah! That, that crazy porn you're into? Yeah, the government knows about that. Unless you're using ExpressVPN. This is fear-mongering, but they're right. They're not wrong. All that stuff's out there. ExpressVPN is a virtual private network. When you use it, your internet connection gets rerouted through a secure encrypted server that lets you surf the web anonymously. I love ExpressVPN. Also, 
you know, just to have, you do all these things in your, on the internet. You, you purchase stuff online. You're Googling, you know, people, places, things. Yeah. You want some protection. I know you think incognito mode does the trick, but it's not good enough. Even in incognito mode, your internet provider can see every site you visit. If you're on a campus or using a shared Wi-Fi, your network admin can too. So protect your privacy today and get three months of ExpressVPN for free. Visit expressvpn.com slash JTrain. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash JTrain for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash JTrain and uh, to learn more. Oh, we love that sponsor. Let's go to this email. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. This so is can evic- we evict yeah. a roommate? My boyfriend and I have been dating two plus years and are looking to move in together this summer. We both couldn't be more excited for this step, but we are stuck on how to navigate the move. My boyfriend's 31 has been living with his roommates since they were in college. They have been in their current apartment since they were 26. It's huge, renovated, in a perfect location. Have we done this one before? Or have I read this before? No. All right, Shelby's in charge. Uh, they have been in their uh, current apartment. It's huge, renovated, in a perfect location, has a private rooftop. The rent is jaw-droppingly low. I am talking over $3,000 less than it would have cost to be rented for. The landlord has only increased the rent by $100 each year, which is unheard of in New York City. It's a unicorn apartment, which my boyfriend found years ago as he is in the industry. Mm. I'm pretty sure we've done this. No? Maybe I read it before the podcast and then... All right. In my mind, I figured we would be looking for a new place. Fresh start, you know, but my boyfriend wants to stay in his current place, which I have no opposition to. I love his apartment in general, but I specifically love the price. It is, is it socially acceptable to kick out his roommate? Neither of us know the best way to go about this because he doesn't want to taint their friendship. And I don't want him to either. The thing is, the roommate could not afford this place on his own. So if we don't take over the lease, the apartment will likely go back on the market. So neither of us nor him would be able to keep this incredible apartment. To answer a fair question you might have, why doesn't someone someone else move into the apartment with the roommate well all their friends are in their 30s either live alone or with their significant others the roommate has voiced before in other unrelated conversations that he would never live with a rando because he is way too particular not sure how this stance would hold when push came to shove though to be frank it would suck for the whole group if we lost the apartment as this roof is where we spend a lot of our time it's like the friend's apartment yeah Right now, here. What's that? Very close to here, right? Right. (laughs) And now my boyfriend has me daydreaming about the size of the place, bigger than anywhere I've ever lived and relatively to uh, to the market, not the world, low ass rent. Is it selfish of us to want the apartment? Should my boyfriend ask his roommate to move out? Should he ask him if he would live with a random roommate in the current apartment first, uh, then go from here? Uh, should we just find our own new place and risk the apartment, go back on the market? Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you in advance. Sincerely, we want the unicorn. What do you think? Well, it's interesting. Like, I don't know. Uh, it seems like a recurring theme of people not having conversations that they should have had already. Like, right. you would think if you care about this person or if this was like your your uh boyfriend's good friend like Mm. wouldn't they have had a wouldn't the guy know at some point like hey we've been dating two years we're probably gonna move in together like this is not a permanent arrangement where i'm your roommate forever (laughs) like uh right there's it would be weird of the roommate to go you're moving in what yeah what Um, i thought we were gonna live like this forever but it's also like you know i think you're the one who's springing the the change on him so you do have to give him first crack 
You have to say, right. like, hey, man, um, we want to move in together. We wanted to give you first chance at the apartment. If you want to find someone else to live with or if you want to keep it on your own, go for it. Um, you know, like, let us know what you want to do. And, and, if, and then if you decide you don't want to take it, like, you know, we, we might be interested in keeping it. It's like when you go on a date. I don't go on dates I can't afford. Yeah. So you go on a date, I go to pay. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go on a date that I'm like, and we're going to be able to foot this yeah. bill. I hope she wants to split it because we're going to a really expensive place. Instead of that, I would go to the place that I could afford on my own. And I'm not going to put myself in someone else's hands. Yes. So I think what you're saying is correct. We got to go talk to this guy. Yeah. I would present him with option A, B, and C. Yeah. Option A, my girlfriend, and I, hey, uh, you know, with the title, yeah. we are moving in. Yeah. So, hey, friend. Yeah. I'm moving in with my girlfriend. We got three options here. Yeah. One, we go somewhere else. Again, place you can afford. This person isn't crying poor. They're saying the rent is just really good there. Yeah. Option A, we move out. We're out of here. Yeah. I'm leaving you alone to the apartment. Yeah. You know, maybe you bring someone in. You know, what? I, I don't know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Option B, we can move in here and you can get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and we keep the apartment. If you, and option B only happens if you're planning on leaving this place. Right. If we leave, yeah. So that it's kind of like a transitive property type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a PEMDAS to this, where it's like you go option A. Um, we're moving in together. Yeah. Now, if you don't want a random roommate and you're going to leave this place too, yeah, we'd like to keep the place. Yeah. You know, it's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, you know, I think so. Yeah. Was there a C? Is there an option C? I'm trying to think of the C. The C is we're you don't want to see someone else live here. Would it offend you if I live here and we won't move yeah, here? Yeah, I, 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 you gotta judge his of offended nature, right? Because someone could be like, I guess I gotta move out so that the two lovebirds, and yeah. I guess I'm alone, so I'm the loser. You, I think it starts at I want to move in with my girlfriend. Yes, we would love for this place to be a part of that, but. If if no, if yeah. you plan on leaving this when I leave this, we want to come here. I don't think he's going to be like, I want to keep living with you guys. Like, why don't we move in the three Never. of us? That and if he is, that's weird. I think you do have to prepare. Like, okay, he might be a little bit offended at first. Like, mm. there might be like a weird like you know week or two where mm-hmm. he's like kind of you know annoyed that you guys are moving in together. But like, it shouldn't become long term. But no. it's normal that it that it might cause a little bit of like hurt in the short term. Hey, we're moving in together. What would be your plan if yeah. we move out? Yeah. Would you stay here? I would ask. Ask. Yeah. Instead of tell. Right. Yeah. And then he might need a, min- a minute. Ah, yeah. yeah Give him know. time. Give him a minute. You're not in any hurry. And then he goes. You know what? I'm gonna find. I found yeah. a roommate. He's gonna come in. And then you go. And, and I would let them know. Hey, our plan is kind of contingent on your plan. Yeah. And you say, hey, at the end of the lease, again, dates help this. Yeah. The lease ends March or whatever. June, the lease ends August 1st. Yeah. We're going to move in together. We can't really decide on what we're going to do until you let us know what you're going to do. Yeah. If you're going to have someone to move in, that's the first option. You get the first, you get first dibs. Yeah. You give them first dibs. Again, this is in the land of like what we can afford because you can afford to move somewhere else. That sucks, but that's how the, those are the breaks of the game. Yeah. Also, your boyfriend works in the industry. Have have some right. faith. He might be able to find you another if he, great apartment. If he found you this place, yeah. Why wait, can't he find the next? Where place? is your belief? 
in right. this person that you want to <laughs> have a relationship with. Right. You don't believe in his career, yeah. his skills. Yeah. Come no, this, this is a this is an indictment on your boyfriend. You should break up with him. <laughs> End it. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Matt Goldich. At Matt Goldich. The show, Edinburgh. It's tomorrow night. Stand Up New York. We're sponsored people. JTrainPodcast sponsored by Stitch Fix. I love Stitch Fix. If you want to look great but hate to shop, Stitch Fix is their new cheat code. It's the easy way to get clothes that fit your style and budget. Just answer a few questions about where you like to shop, what you like to wear, and how much you like to spend, and you'll get connected with your own personal stylist who will send hand-picked clothes just for you. Here's the beauty of Stitch Fix. We are all very hard on ourselves. We don't really go outside of our normal style and wear. What is going to happen is they're gonna send you a box of stuff to try on in your own home, your own mirrors, and it's gonna be stuff that maybe you wouldn't have picked out. And maybe because you didn't wanna even take the time to try it on in the store. This is in your home, you try it on, you give it a look and you go, eh, or you found your new favorite you know, pieces, so yeah. to speak. So watch out Jake Gyllenhaal. Now we can all look like a million bucks, that's right. With over 1,000 brands you know and love, that's a big part of this, 1,000 brands. A lot of these places, they'll give you like three shirts from the same company. No, 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 no. You're not walking into one store. You're not walking into a possibility of a thousand brands. That's crazy. Sizes ranging from extra small to 3X, you'll have the perfect thing to wear no matter what the occasion. Their stylist will even show you exactly how to pair your new clothes, clothing together. That's huge. So you'll never have to worry about a bad outfit day again. Try Stitch Fix today at stitchfix.com slash JTrain. You'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's huge money. That's stitchfix.com slash JTrain for 20, 25% off today. Stitchfix.com slash JTrain. Bachelorette party woes. Mm. Did you have a bachelor party? I did, yeah. Where was it? Uh, we rented a house in the mountains in the in the Poconos and just drank. And, That's great. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. That's easy, yeah. comfy. We shot. It was the only time in my life I ever uh, shot a gun. We went really? to a gun range. I shot a gun. How did yeah. it feel? Didn't feel right. No? Didn't feel like me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, and, and I later went, up, went to one other bachelor party where people were shooting guns, and I was like, I'm good. I you opted it. out. I opted out. I was like, oh. was it like a rifle? You know what? what it was? The first one, mine was like a like a range, like a real professional operation. Mm. And the second one was like toothless guy in the desert, like shooting <laughs> cans. And I was just like, this. I've I've done the professional one. Right. This feels like it's not quite no up to snuff. Yeah, Jay Trent, I'm in dire need of some advice, or at least needing to hear someone talk this through. My best friend since elementary school is getting married. Yay. And I'm a bridesmaid in her wedding. Her bachelorette party uh, is in Scottsdale. Scottsdale has become a huge is it? bachelorette party location. That's where my parents are. Really? They're in Scottsdale. They live there now? Yeah. That's a I, retirement area. I didn't know it was a bachelorette party. Yeah, there's. I think there's like a very big street, uh, if I'm being... Oh, really? That like you can go out and there's outdoor bars and, and, and also there's spas. I know there's spas there's in Arizona hike. You know, it has sure, a yeah. little... Especially... Yeah. For women, like I yeah. think guys want to go to the mountain, shoot a gun. Yeah. You know, you want to go to the party spa. On the streets. Yeah. 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 A little street party. Um, we're all very excited. The bride dropped a bomb on us this week. She said that she can't wait for the bachelorette party as long as everything's good with Nana. Some backstory. Sorry, her 98. Some backstory. Some back. Sorry. Some backstory. 
Her 98-year-old grandmother has been in rehab, end-of-life care for a year now. She's close with her grandmother, and obviously we all wish we uh, she will get better. But at this point, there's no sign of that. The bride said she will not be going on The Bachelorette if her nana isn't improving. Improving at 98. Who's improving? And she writes in all caps, which again hasn't happened for over a year. This is already a very expensive trip between flight and hotel alone. I'm out $1,200 and that's non refundable. The trip is in a month and ultimately I need to know what to do. If her Nana isn't re- improving and the bride decides not to come on the trip, are we not supposed to go? either why would she have us book flights and hotels if she felt this way about her nana is it fucked up if i still go on a trip that i paid for or should we all lose out i don't want to sound like a heartless bitch but i need to hear some outside perspective thank you and feathers all over this is very difficult and it's interesting because she's like can i still go on the trip without her in my mind i'm like why are we planning this trip at all i guess i would need to know the makeup of the group i wouldn't want to go on a trip with you know yeah bride's cousin i mean the bachelorette party without the bachelorette is a guaranteed uh, viral sensation i will say <laughs> like that's sort of like a good like, like uh, online i can see videos, the photo picture. fun yeah, pictures yeah, everyone's yeah. having a blast yeah they have a cardboard cut out of Except her for the nana part that's kind of the the stick in the mud she's but. being unreasonable about the nana I, I and I think that's like one of those things where she's yeah. like you know there's a version of my nana's sick where it's like you're kind of putting on a show yeah. to show how good of a person you are. Right. Because Nana's been sick for a year. Yeah. And you let us all plan this trip. And it's not like Nana passed away and you go, hey, we got to cancel yeah. that. That's a different story I, altogether. I thought what it was going to be was, okay, the bachelor party is in a month and the doctors said that Nana has a month to live. And, totally different story. And I and I'd be like, hey, you know, if the funeral is like uh, the, uh, you know, if she that's dies, the new bachelorette yeah. party. <laughs> if everyone she, come yeah, to the shiva call. Got free booze. We got makeup <laughs> makeup done by the uh, what do you call the it? Mortician. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, ooh, no, ooh, everyone dancing yeah. around. Yeah. I wonder if Nana ex- Na- if Peter Nana straws is- at the. <laughs> At the at the when funeral. When she says if Nana isn't improving, I wonder if she really doesn't mean uh, assuming Nana is still alive. I wonder right, if she, it, she's it, not telling. She's not being fully to say. I need to see Nana do you know run three times around the high school track before I can leave for this yeah. trip is crazy. You're planning a wedding, so you're obviously not like thinking about Nana every minute hour of the day. You're if, well, if I'm this person. I would want to know because I would want – here's what I would want. If she said to me, I'm not going on the bachelorette party unless Nana's improving, I would be worried I would want the flight credit so I could use it for a different flight. Yeah. And then exactly. I would want the hotel credit if I – you know, because I'm, I'm a Bonvoy guy. Like I would yeah. call them and see what I could work out to be able to get credits wherever I buy these things. So not looking to go on this trip still Yeah, because I would want my trip that I wanted – that's something I learned during the pandemic is like non-refundable doesn't really mean non-refundable. No, it just it means, means refundable and credit. Right. But and, like, and, and so it's like you'll use it. Right. If you fly Delta every yeah. time, this will get used at some point. Yeah. I use that those credits all the time. Yeah. Hotels might be different, but I don't think a month ahead I think you'll be okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're an asshole. I think you're right. I think 
it's tough because you gotta it's tough because she lives in the land of moral superiority yeah nana's dying i care so much about nana that i might stay unless she shows me that she can do 10 push-ups then you know i have to stay here and sit by her bedside with a candle and then you're waltzing up going yeah, I'm out twelve hundred dollars, yeah. and I put a lot of money into yeah. penis straws, and I just want to know that I'll get my money back. So you sound like a dick, yeah. but you're not. You are. Yeah, you're actually right of mind. She. Is I would bring even, it up now and just right. say, you know, hey, you know, like if you're not in the like mood or frame of mind to do like a big bachelorette party because you're, uh, you know, sad about Nana, then that's totally cool. Mm. Like we don't have to do something. Like let's all go out to dinner. Like let's, you know, right. Like let's go to the dinner two nights before the. You know, let's figure out an alternate way that's like not as, you know, uh, celebratory. Given what's going on with your Nana, like if that's if that's you know. I mean, what's not cool on the other person's part if they're like, oh, let's wait and see a little longer. Like, you know, but be like, hey, if you want to cancel this thing, like, we totally get it. Like, let's just get our money back and forget it. I love your tone. I love what you're saying. I think it is a choice between, I don't think you can say, hey, what's up with Nana? Because we're still going to go without you. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work. Unless she offers that. Unless she goes, hey, this is weird, but if you guys want to go and have a good time, go have a good time. Right. But I think you got to go, the hat in hand move is... Hey, we're all just trying to figure out our own schedules. Yeah. If you want to do something different because of Nana stay close to home, we can all do that. But we do have to figure this yeah. out. And and we will all get credits. We will all be fine. No one's yeah. mad at you. But we need a decision made by a certain date. Yeah. Because beyond a certain date, now we're trying to figure out our lives and we're kind of t- and I would say to her, we're tiptoeing around you because yeah. we know this is so sensitive because yeah. Nana's, a, you know, we want Nana to be okay. I think but that's what do smart. you, and I think it's not a choice of yeah. we're going without you if you don't, if Nana's sick. Because the longer you let this go and the more you don't talk about it, the more it is, I guess we're still going to Scottsdale. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if a 98 person, eight year old person does improve, something's up. <laughs> like don't, like that's suspicious what is she on we yeah. want to know yeah yeah right tell the us. fountain of youth yeah, if nana gets better we need to know j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com advice sick friend at hangouts our friend ashley put in quotes so not her name constantly shows up to hangouts when she's obviously ill mm. not only is this rude but it's a problem because my spouse had cancer and after the treatments his immune system is barely functional meaning a cold or sinus infection can easily lead to pneumonia you get the idea i mean this email came out hot yeah like i right. I, I mean if, if you said that just to me i'd be like hey i'll never show up again yeah. Like, I, I get it. I, 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 like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fucking, you know, take a thermometer around with me everywhere to make sure I don't fuck up your yeah. husband. Right? It's like, all... that alone, you could just say to this person, hey, yeah. listen, can we, I would send in a, just a, a grand email to everyone. Hey, if you're sick, I just need you to know there's real peril yeah. in my house. I know, and I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, but like, yeah. please, I beg of you. Like, even yeah. that attitude, I'd go, I get it, girl. Yeah. You know? Also, always, like, this person is always sick. Just, well, how many times is this happening? Well, they write, all of our friends know this. We try to avoid her when she surprises us by showing up sick. Does she have a kid? Like, you have kids, don't you? You get sick a lot because you have kids? You do. You're always a little sick, but you're not, like, hacking up. I mean, if you're really sick, you stay home. I don't know. Yeah. But she will ask us to sit by her or will seek us out. Not only do we not want to hang out with sick people, but it's a huge risk because he might end up hospitalized. We know. We know about you. Enough already. Yeah. (laughs) 
we get it. Your husband's on death's door. We get yeah. it. He should hang out with Nana. He should. I, yeah. I, like, but I, I, I hope there, he recovers. I, I hope he's okay. Yeah. But I, I think if you send an email, I think you have enough of a platform. Yeah. You have enough of a backing of like my husband has a real illness. Like, yeah. It's not. This isn't gluten intolerance. No, you know, yeah. like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, is there a way for us to ask her or the friend group uh, as a whole to let us know when they are sick before we were hanging out? I also think you have to acknowledge this is a you problem. Yeah. Like, when you say, is there a way for us to ask her or the friend group as a whole? Now you've gone, this isn't one sick friend. Again, well, like, I look saying, for things in the email. She's saying as the friend group as a whole to not single this person out. That's what she's saying, right? She's saying. Well, I, I don't know. For the friend group as a whole to let us know when they are sick before we are hanging out. Can I make this some sort of joke text like health check how are we feeling i also think she would uh, now it goes back to her now i also think she would ignore the text in addition most of the friend group has kids so it's almost like their definition of sick is different than the rest of society that's what i'm getting i you know the sick with kids oh just like you said we're always well, kind of sick. like okay yeah someone in the house has is sick so you know i'm not i mean you know again with covid this all she writes i don't understand this behavior especially after the pandemic panic thanks seriously stay home ashley i really thought <laughs> i really thought the pandemic the one thing i really thought would never go back and i was wrong is like people going places while sick i was like okay we're going to stop testing. We're going to stop wearing masks. But, like, if someone's, like, coughing and sick and I, sniffling, they're not going to go to work. They're going to stay home. <laughs> and then I was wrong. People are still going places right. sick. They're going places with, you know, and I mean. Well, don't you think that happened because you got through, like, all of us had it. Right. I never got it. But I would say. Wow. I, 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 all that of us, you know of. That but, I know yeah, of. Yeah. So, but all of us watched people have it. Yeah watched most of the people in our lives have it and live through it yeah so and go it wasn't so bad yeah you know listen again i'm not saying everyone had that experience yeah. i'm saying that most of us yeah that was our experience sure. so you only know your own experience so you go well i guess i'm a superhero now i yeah. think that's how kind of people went that way where they go well, yeah, no one's dying, you know. So yeah. now, and I think that's. I understand what you're saying. I think that's the the way people went with I, it. I think when you do have kids, there is a like a. You're it's a risk reward thing where you're going like, hey, what am I going to do? Like keep everybody home because as a sniffle, I mean, you need to do things. You need to move on with your life. But right. I, I, I guess. But this for this person, this per particular person, the risk is not as great as the reward. And by the way, the reward of hanging out with this person who's just sick all the time doesn't sound that great. So I understand Hard. where she's coming from, where she's like, hey, why would I risk my husband's health to hang out with this person who seems like kind of a dick in right. the first place? It, it is funny that like. The, the option, the risk reward was like, I already hung out with my kids and I did homeschooling. I don't want to do that ever again. Yes. I'd rather send them out of the house. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, that's, exactly. That's part yeah, of and then for a while it was like, oh, I don't want to risk like getting sick because then if we if we have, we're the ones who shut down the school, then we have to stay home with them again. But now it's like send them out every day. Like I get these emails that it's like my three-year-old is like, they'll say, uh, it's there's a case of strep in the classroom mm. and you go, okay, what am I supposed to do? Pull her out of school? No, I'm going to send her every day until she has strep. Right. Because it's just every day you get is a gift. Right. And I, I guess that's the other thing is like this to bring it back to this email, the husband who has a legitimate, yeah. Like issue. 
Yeah. And and sickness, like you have to let I think she says she would ignore the text. Like I, I would if yeah. I would say, here's the move. You have to set the expectation, then you can always lean back on the expectation. Yeah. I would send a group email. Hey everybody, um, just a reminder. My husband is still dealing with the aftermath of having cancer. Yeah. And if you're at all sick and we have an event or a friend hangout, please, please, please just can you can you acknowledge that you're sick and not come? Yeah. Something along that line. And then when you get now that you've done the grand one. Yeah. Now, if they show up and you go, hey, I sent that email yeah. like you're obviously sick. Then they go, oh, you know, now yeah. it's taken more. Now you have the background of what you've set the table to be able to say something yes. to them. Yes. That's what I would do. I'm curious if you ever get the email like six months later from the other side. Has this ever happened before where like that happens and then the other the friend sends you the email that says, my friend is always bringing up her husband's cancer and she won't <laughs> stop talking about it. And it's like, I get it. We enough. We agree right. with the best I mean, we're trying to go on a bachelorette party yeah. and I'm a little, I got the sniffles, but yeah, come yeah, on, yeah. we got to fucking yeah. go to Scottsdale. Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> maybe it's coming. All right. We got one more email. We got time okay. for one more, Shelby. We're good. All right. Okay. Here we go. Help. Platonic seeming first date skipped pleasantries and went straight to describing my hard nipples. LOL. Okay. Okay. I'm to do this, yeah. Jared, big fan. Saw you in Royal Oak, Michigan last fall. You were great. Please come back soon. I would love to. I loved Royal Oak. Getting right into it. I went on a first date a few days ago and need help deciphering what is going on with this guy's head. For context, I matched with this guy. He's 32. I'm 29. On Hinge, he sent me a rose. We texted a few days prior to deciding to meet up. We, while texting, he was very forward and saying he liked my appearance, was impressed by my job, and just in general seemed interested in getting to know me. When we actually met up, he seemed like a completely different person. He was much more quiet, and I had to do most of the question asking and talking. I was thinking that maybe he wasn't into me and decided to dip out of the date earlier than normally. Uh, would have I thought he was in... We were and decided, I was thinking that he, maybe he wasn't into me and decided to dip out of the date earlier than I normally would have if I thought he was enjoying my, himself. That's an interesting kind of perspective. It's like I dipped out because I didn't think he was enjoying himself. Yeah. You didn't enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. He was boring. Right. The conversation on text was good. Yeah. It didn't translate to in person. Okay. Done deal. Right. It's okay. Yeah. You were turned off. It is interesting. The way that sentence is written, again, from years of doing this podcast, it's very female. Yes. It's very like, well, he didn't like it, so I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. No, yeah. you didn't like it, so you cut bait, Maybe and that's okay. Maybe he's just shy or awkward, but go ahead. However, immediately after we said goodbye, he texted me and apologized for being awkward as we were leaving, and that I was great, and he wants to see me again. I decided the second date would be worth a shot. Okay. Okay. Um, but again, this goes back into do you have taste or are you just wanting to be liked? Right. And again, I think it's safe. It's, I think you're going to live a better life even though it's harder to go, I have to cut this off when I don't like them yeah. versus they like me so I like them. Yeah. It's just so I decided that a second date would be worth a shot. We planned to meet up later this week, but hours after the date, he reverted back to his old personality and sent very flirtatious and suggested text. But hours, we planned to meet up later this week, but hours after the first date, mm -hmm. 
He reverted back to his old personality and sent very flirtatious and suggestive texts that were making me wonder if I was messaging a different person. When I met him in person, he did not make any comment about me, personality, or appearance, and we only hugged goodbye for maybe two seconds, which I initiated. The whole thing seemed more platonic. However, the texts I'm getting now are not platonic. Since our date, he has let me know that he noticed I was cold because my nipples got hard when we were walking outside in the cold rain. This guy's a real Casanova. Yeah. I smelled edible, what my ass looked like, how he's fantasized about us having sex, etc. After reading several messages like this, I decided to say something and ask why he wasn't more forward in person. He responded by saying he did not want to be a pervert out of the gate and to save some uh, and to save some for future dates. Well, mission not accomplished. Right. He's Sending texts about her nipples and her ass. Right. And double downed on his comments again, telling me in so many words, hey, at least I noticed your nipples and ass. And that he's actually had to stop himself from sending even more explicit texts. I guess I'm flattered that he thinks I'm hot, but I think it's kind of too much just after meeting me for two hours over coffee, especially when there was zero indication that he was attracted in person. A you look nice would have gone a long way and made me feel more comfortable receiving these texts. You're giving so much empathy to this guy yeah you are you are not seeing the issue here and i'm speaking to the emailer because this guy's yeah this guy he ain't for you no and he doesn't know how to date you are dating in a normal world and he's dating in a world where there's this analog versus digital world he's dating like it's porn he's like sort of looking at it like it's not like the texting is not real like the texting is like uh like the fake well, he's a different person over text because he has texting. He's got texting balls. Yeah, he's got texting he bravado. No, he has no, none of that in person. He's not that person. No. On text, you can write the script for who you'd like yeah. to be. And in person is yeah. who you really are. Yes. He either needs to figure that out or meet somebody who's into it. I don't know. She writes, it's like he completely skipped any normal pleasantries and has gone straight to describe my appearance in detail. What makes this weirder is that this guy is not interested in anything casual and made sure to tell me he doesn't go out with just anyone and he really values his time. Is it normal for this guy to tell me that he looks forward to waking up next to me in the future when we haven't even kissed? I haven't really heard from him since this conversation. Am I wrong to be weirded out by this? What? Kind, why can't guys give normal compliments in person? Why is he only comfortable making a move over text? I'm not sure what to expect if the second date happens. I... I Go ahead. I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that unless you, I mean, I don't know, that all guys are like this. I mean, he just seems like a weird dude who's not for you. Here's the thing. She needs to stop being bewildered by this and start having taste and understanding you're turned off. It's okay. You're turned off by this behavior. Yeah. Understanding it, I can give you some words on why this is happening. Dating apps were created by nerds yeah. for nerds. Yes. For by people who couldn't have in-person conversations and wanted to be, and and didn't know how to say the things that they wanted to say in person. Yeah. For people who don't know how to say things in person to the people they want to say them to. Now, yeah. what I what you said is true. Hey, how about you look nice? He doesn't have the personal capabilities to do that. Yeah. He doesn't want to do the work necessary to get to the place that you can discuss your hard nipples. Because yeah. that is a discussion between two adults who are consenting and like each other and yeah. have the sexual relationship. That can come. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to rush, right? And all this stuff he's saying about wanting a serious relationship, he only says that because he knows you want to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So this guy's a fraud. 
-hmm. He isn't who he is over text. This is why you go on the first date to see if they're this person that you met online. They were not. Yeah. So you have to end this. Yeah. I agree. I'm I mean, I'm I give her, I guess, credit for going on the second date. Like maybe she hasn't give, yet, but I oh, okay. even I, I think yeah, are trying to. I mean, you give you give the person one shot. I mean, I could see she hasn't gone on the second date yet. It's not. It's not for her. This is not no, the right person. No, well, to be. Yeah. here's the thing. She, it, it is funny that she's like asking questions a normal person should ask. Yeah. Hey, we went on the date. He never asked about me. I had to kind of like keep the conversation going. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice if he said he was attracted to me on the date. That would have been like kind of a bold move. Yeah. That's kind of the guy I'm looking for. Yeah. And then she's taking, and which is right. Like everything she says is correct and normal. Yeah. And then she's acting as if there's this other separate world where this is normal too. Yeah. It's not. No. So he is in a separate world that is internet, that is like, Again, he isn't capable yeah. of being the person he wants to be. Yeah, He wants to be the stud who hooks up and goes out. No, no, no. But the apps are a crutch to studism. Yeah. That's what they do. They service them. And it's like, this is kind of the word. Again, you know how many dates I've been on where I'm like, man, I am so attracted to this woman. And you go, how do I say that in the right way? And right. then you either do or you don't. Yeah. You don't not say it and then go home and go, hey, um, I thought your nipples were hard on the date. Like, you missed the boat, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give an example. Um, I went on a date, and we're having a nice conversation, and then it ends, and then I wanted to kiss them outside. Yeah. And then I'll give you an example that is more normal than what this guy's doing, in, in my opinion. I want to go for a kiss outside. Then I was like, you're going to get a cab or an Uber. They're like, oh, if I can find a cab. And then I go, I see a cab coming by with the the light on. Yeah. And I'm like, there's one. But then I fuck myself with a kiss. Yeah. Because like cab's waiting there now. And then I kind of went in for a kiss. We kind of had a little make out while the cab driver watched. And then they went on their way. Right. And I was like, cool. They go on their way. And then I text them afterwards. Hey, I kind of fucked up with that cab hail. Yeah. And I acknowledged kind of the thing that couldn't be said there. Yes. That's more that is the normal version of what this guy's doing. Yep. What this guy's doing is in his head he's going, look at her hard nipples, and then yep. not mentioning it, which again, how would you mention that? There's a cool way of like, I just gotta say I'm really attracted to you and I'm happy we're here on this date. Yeah. That would have been okay. It's difficult to say. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird I could see the man turning this guy's brain like, oh, I wanna mentioned that i noticed her hard nipples but i i can't be creepy about it so i'm going to talk about how cold it was and it's like no dude that's way creepier right. like you over text <laughs> yeah hours later when yeah. i wasn't that guy on the date yeah so you gotta get away from this guy yeah. he doesn't you are normal he is acting abnormal yeah j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com thank you so much yeah my pleasure this man is so Super great fun. so happy to have you at matt goldich on twitter instagram tiktok yeah, maybe even others that I don't even know yeah, about. Yeah, the next, whatever the next social media. Yeah, he's there, Matt Goldberg. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and go to the show, Edinburgh. If you're out there, go get involved. What a great thing! If you're at Stand Up New York Tuesday, uh, Tuesday the thirteenth. Yeah, it's gonna be there. I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Back next week, boom.